0: Hi, this is Tony Lloyd. Interviewing people for many years has made me realise that everyone has a life story to tell. Be they sad, amazing or even inspirational, I want to bring as many human stories to you as I can in this series of podcasts.
1: Human Stories with Tony Lloyd.
0: Sarah, thank you so much for talking to me. Um, and you're, you're a signer. Is that, yeah. is, that, is that the official title for something that you do?
1: Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Um, So, I do sign language um, to kind of help people that are deaf and also people that have like disabilities or like chronic health conditions as well. Um, So, yeah, I would classify myself as a (laughs) signer, yeah.
0: So, the people with chronic, you know, um, disabilities, is that because they are deaf as well or just because you're trying to enhance their communication skills?
1: And some people that are deaf also have chronic health conditions, but then it's also useful to enhance like communication because with like signing, even though it is primarily the language for the deaf, there's other kind of sign systems as well. So you've got like Makaton, which is speech, it's speech, symbols and signs to enhance communication. and. If someone's got like a health condition or disability they might find it easier to talk with the hands yeah. instead of talking with like words and it can also enhance communication as well so it's a combination of both and then obviously bsl british sign language is the language for the deaf so it works both ways really <laughs>
0: That's fascinating. I noticed that you're using your hands at the moment. I mean, yeah. were, you, were you sort of translating into sign language as you spoke? Is, is that a habit? Do you do that all the time?
1: A little bit. Like, I can. <laughs> I I I, sign, I I do I can just sign as I'm talking most yeah. of the time. Yeah. Um I I, I, don't, I don't know how I do it. I just it's just kind of a natural, natural thing. thing. For um cool.
0: yeah. Well a lot of people wave their arms around frantically when they're speaking anyway, don't they? <laughs> but it doesn't mean anything particularly. Okay, how, tell me how you got involved with all this because you're you're a quite a, a young lady and um uh, you know, you're you're an expert in your field, and you're successful in what you do, and so on. So, how did it all start for you?
1: Um, so, the first time I started signing was back in 2016. Um, I was doing primary teaching at university at the time, so training as a teacher at Chester University. And somebody came in and said, "Oh, we're doing a Macathon course. Would you like to do Macathon?" And I thought, "What on earth is Macathon? <laughs> Never heard of it." Um, then looked into it and I thought, oh, it's a bit like BSL, but it's more like sign symbols, communication aid. I thought, fair enough, I'll give it a go. Huh. I just fell in love with it straight away. I did the basic Makaton course um April 2016. We came in from Easter holidays just to do it. Um, absolutely loved it, loved like doing all the finger spelling with the alphabet and stuff. Um and then I thought, I'm going to take that into like, my placements, like in schools, because I was working with a few children that had special educational needs. I fell in love with it even more. Then a couple of years later, I decided to go and do my BSL courses, because my best friend who I've known for years is actually profoundly deaf. So I thought I want to be able to like help her and communicate with her as well. So that's why I know both Makaton and BSL. Okay. Um, Song signing, I started doing that. Well, I started doing it with nursery rhymes, believe it or not, when I was working with children that were in nursery. So I was doing things like Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. all um, my
0: favourite. Books,
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, things like that. Yep. And then it just kind of blossomed from there, really.
0: That's amazing. Uh, fantastic. So um, now you, um, oh, sorry, but I was going to ask you, actually, somebody's profoundly deaf. Does that mean they are t- totally they, they, their ears do not work at all, they can't hear anything? Or does it mean they can hear a little bit?
1: There's different like classifications of deafness. So you've got like profoundly deaf, where generally speaking, without hearing aids, or without like a cochlear implant, or a bone anchored de- hearing aid, um, it, it it's very, very difficult to hear, but you might hear sound, you might hear beat, you might hear f- various things. Mm-hmm. And then you've got hard of hearing or H-O-H, where somebody might ne- need hearing aids, like somebody maybe who's elderly or someone that just struggles with the hearing but can hear with the aids. So there's all different levels. Like being profoundly deaf doesn't necessarily mean that you can't hear, but it does mean that you might not be able to hear as well as like somebody that is just like moderately deaf. So oh. it depends really. And, um, and to
0: the people that you come across, um, obviously some people are, are born with that disability, but some people also, are a bit like um, old DJs like myself, wh- who've been wearing headphones for, uh, oh gosh, about 55 years uh, yeah. professionally, uh, that affects my hearing and one of my ears is suffering. Um In fact, probably the other one is as well. But, uh, so do you come across people like me who have just got a slight uh, problem or is it just purely for people who really can't hear anything?
1: And anybody, like in terms of like signing, anybody can do it, like literally anyone. Um, It's it's fascinating really because like signing, even though generally speaking BSL is the language for people who are deaf, but at the end of the day, it can help so many people, like, with anything, whether whether they've got a disability, whether they've got a health condition, whether they're even struggling like, with their mental health as well. Like, sometimes spoken language, you need that visual element to get across. So it's useful for anybody, really. And there is a lot more kind of research now into, like, more people incorporating sign language with things especially obviously since um like the likes of rose from strictly yeah she like did quite a lot of work with like signing in the deaf community and stuff and kind of getting sign language more mm. out there and kind of widely kind of but broadcasted, if that makes sense. Yeah, so. I was
0: going to talk to you about, Rose, because as you say, uh, you know, with a huge programme like Strictly Come Dancing with millions of people watching, then people are more aware of uh, people's um, hearing disabilities and so on. And, sh- and, it, and on camera, quite often they had the sign assistant, if that's the right word. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so you could see what was going on and everything to help her. But, but she she can speak quite well. You can tell that she's uh, hard of hearing or deaf because of the way she sounds her, her words. But um, she can communicate. She can speak back quite normally, can't she, ish?
1: Like a lot of people that are deaf can like pick up spoken language and can talk like quite well. It just, it all kind of depends on like the severity of the deafness and what they can actually hear. And then obviously like if you're deaf, like signing also incorporates like a lip pattern as well. So you can um, you can um, also have like lip patterns like moving. So people will kind of see what the mouth looks like. So as you are speaking, mm. you can kind of communicate through like the spoken language as well. So that's why lip patterns and signing are like really, really important to kind of just reflect that whole kind of spoken language. But obviously with BSL, it actually has its own kind of grammatical structure as well. So rather than like signing, I go home, it would be home, I go, or rather than signing, I eat food, it would be food I eat. So it's like you say the topic first and then the comment afterwards to kind of have that so you know exactly what you're talking about before yeah. you then sign. Yeah, all so the you know model. the
0: subject first and then the, the detail afterwards. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, a, bit like, it's an, a bit like French. Yeah, it is actually. And I was somebody, I grew up absolutely loving languages in school. Um, I did German and Spanish when I was in school. And I absolutely loved the languages. Um, I absolutely loved the languages, like completely. So it was like one of those things where I thought, because I love languages so much, let's just go and do the sign language as well. Mm. But until I'd, I'd, I'd obviously heard of BSL, but when I started doing Makaton, alongside it i just absolutely fell in love with it and i love like the linguistic element of it as well and it is so important knowing the linguistic side of it as well as doing the actual like signs and because it's not just about signing there's a whole language and that kind of element to it as well so it's, yeah. it's really interesting. I understand
0: yeah. as a communicator myself, a broadcaster, then I obviously understand uh, the importance of communication I mean, and if people don't communicate properly or clearly then they get the wrong idea about things, and they can get upset and they can do wrong things you know so it's it's vital isn't it, to, um, people, everybody understands.
1: Yeah definitely, um, it is really, really important because um, especially like in the deaf community, there's a lot, like if you if you don't get the signs like clear or if you don't kind of understand like their grammar and like the history of it as well. And that's why they say like you can't actually be a qualified interpreter unless you have the qualifications in it. Because when you do, I did my qualifications of a company called Signature and they you're actually taught by deaf tutors which is great because you get to know the whole history of like the language you get to know the history of like deaf culture you get to know you get to like also make friends with like so many people like that are deaf or have like hearing loss because it's so important like to know that history behind it as well as just like the signs There's you can know so many signs but until you actually put it into practice and actually maybe go to like there's a few in London there's quite a lot there's a few like deaf cafes and um just like a lot of places where you can go and like order a drink like in sign language and it's it's useful because a lot of people that are deaf you might go into like a normal I don't know Costa or Starbucks or something trying to order a coffee and nobody knows what it is you go to a deaf cafe and it's like oh actually let's everybody kind of order something yeah. in sign language so it's kind of it's it's making everything more inclusive and just bringing that kind of inclusion, spreading it further. So I think if everybody could just sign like little things, it would just make everything so much better, especially with the pandemic and like face masks wow. and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and the world would be a quieter place. <laughs> 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 okay, tell me about um, when you sign at gigs. Well, that's fantastic. You're on stage, you know. Uh, do you have to learn the words to the songs or have you got them on a on the screen? How does that work?
1: So if I'm going to be signing, I'm doing a couple of things. I've got a couple of things coming up, believe it or not. Um, but when you sign a song the best thing to do is kind of really learn the song. Like if you know the song, you need to know the song pretty much as well as the artist. Okay. Um, Like just so you know the lyrics. Sometimes like if you've got more than one song that you're signing, they will give you like a stand. Yeah. But if you are just going and interpreting get an event, unless they let you rehearse with them, the chances are you're not going to know exactly what they're going to sign. Yeah. So your best thing to do is listen to every single song they've ever sung kind of put it together and think okay right this is what they could be singing (laughs) here's my interpretation of it and just keep practicing and practicing the interpretation so you know it and can do it like sometimes like when you sing when somebody's singing a song they might not change up the lyrics but they might change up the way they sing it a little bit but as long as you've got that kind of solid grounded interpretation of the song you kind of know if they're going to go off on one, then you kind well, of know where they're going to go with it. They but do,
0: don't they? Sometimes they say, you know, they turn around and they wink at the at the drummer, and, then, and that means, you know, we're going to do another chorus or we're going to re- encore it or whatever they're going to do, you know, so it might catch you out. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. I think if, if you know the song well and you've, like, practised it, but you kind of – it's like you need to know it as well as the artist mm. to be able to sign it effectively because yeah. – If you don't know the lyrics, if you don't know the song, it's like, oh, hang on, what's the next lyric? What am I doing next? It can just be a complete disaster. Was that
0: that really scary, the first time you did it and stood on stage in front of lots of people?
1: See, like, it was scary to an extent, but, like, I I did, I've grown up, like, kind of with performing arts. Like, I grew up dancing and I did a little bit, I'm not a singer, but I did piano and stuff kind of growing up, so... Mm. I danced on stage before I'd done like various different things on stage. So actually kind of going on the stage didn't really scare me when I'm actually doing something. the adrenaline kind of like kicks in. But I think it's afterwards. I'm like, did that really just happen? (laughs) And then my legs just kind of go like jelly, but I I always get really nervous. I'm always like hyper practicing before I do anything because, it's just one of those things where it's like, I need to, I'm a bit of like a perfectionist. So I like to get everything kind of right, if that makes sense.
0: Mm, sure. Do you find that there, there are lots of um, hard of hearing people that go to those concerts? Because if, and do they know that you're going to be there to, to help them during the performance? Or do, you know, um, or, or do people with Hard of hearing go anyway just for the atmosphere and the vibrations they might get and so on. How does, how does that work from their point of view?
1: So I found that there's more hard of hearing or deaf people starting to go to like events or do go to events, mm. and really they should be. The problem is like is funding. A lot of places will not get an interpreter because of funding. Like if you're somebody that will do it voluntary, great, but. Mm a lot of places just cannot afford to get the interpreter as well as the musician or band or whatever, whoever it is that's kind of running the event. So, but a lot of people that are deaf, like, because obviously deafness is like a spectrum. So people might be able to hear the lyrics, but not the drums or not the music or vice versa. But it's kind of the atmosphere as well. And the first time I did it, I had like a lot of messages of people saying, Oh, that really helped me because my daughter was deaf or mm-hmm. I know somebody in my family or um, sign in really helped my child. Cause he was non-verbal till he was like mm-hmm. four years old and sign in was like his first way of communicating. So it was interesting how like the response that I got the first time I did it, I didn't realize it would help so many people in different ways and mm-hmm. people People that are deaf do go to music events because they enjoy it. Like they absolutely love what they They, they love like just getting involved in the community yeah. and like getting involved and getting out there. And even though they might not be able to hear every single lyric or every single part of the music, you can still integrate them because it's, it's important that they feel included and able to go to things. And with the signing, you can then feel the rhythm of the song. And still enjoy it whilst also looking at whoever it is that's singing as well. So yeah,
0: yeah. and I suppose um, also um, if the concert is filmed, um, then they can watch it back with the signing as well. If there's a version with the signer in shot, which I just imagine doesn't happen all that often. No,
1: it's 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 get it's it's getting there. Like there's recently been in the UK the BSL bill, so BSL has now become an official language in the uk like there's still a long long way to go like we getting like more kind of provision but that's like kind of the start of it now that parliament has like made it an official language it's starting to get more widely used but there's still a long way to go because it it's not all the time like now and again you'll get somebody yeah we'll have a signer great go and do it and then the next concert Nope
0: no signer, and it's kind of yeah no consistency i suppose yeah. I suppose some performances uh, pre-recorded ones would have uh, could have um uh, subtitles captions yeah. um, you know to to help um in in those circumstances as well but um I think it's better to to have um, a signer there you know you know be, be. in fact you should have the same sparkly costumes on that the performers might you know get involved stand on the stage not not off to one side It should be there on the stage
1: yeah <laughs> that'd
0: be cool dancing around you know come on you can dance he said <laughs> so you could dance at the same time as time tell me about your um, online workshops helping people
1: um so I started those back in october and um, so it's fairly it's a fairly like recent thing and I do them on zoom um, for people all over the country so I've got a few people that might have like Down syndrome I've got a few of autism some that just come because they want to learn to sign through a song um, some that have um struggled with the mental health a few various different needs um cerebral palsy we've got and I just started teaching them, like through songs that they might want to learn or songs that they enjoy, and I thought they seemed to like it. More and more people started hearing about it. More and more people started joining. Um, I obviously like kind of do like like the, the legality of it, so I have like consent forms for videos and mm. like parental like signatures and things. But um, they just really enjoy it. And back in it was April. Um, I thought because obviously there's the war and everything going on in the world at the moment, Mm. decided to do a fundraiser Easter concert um, in aid of it on Zoom, ended up getting quite a lot of people tuning in to watch it. And then everybody just really loved it. Like they loved doing it. We got them all in the matching t-shirts, which obviously no one's going to be able to see, but um, (laughs) got them all in like the matching t-shirts. And we just like kind of did like a few songs, spent a few weeks rehearsing it and it's just like kind of blossomed from there. They just all really enjoyed it. And obviously, because I do have the teaching background anyway, oh. I can kind of incorporate those skills, but it's just one of those things that just kind of happened out of the blue really. And they've helped a lot of people like, to communicate as well. So
0: Yeah. I think that's yeah. awesome. I think you're doing an amazing job uh, well, on, on their behalf. Thank you. <laughs> well, it's been, it's been fascinating talking to you, Sarah. And uh, thank you for that. And your uh, website, which I'll mention, is songs uh, songssignwithsarah.com. Yeah, that's
1: correct. And
0: um, we'll put that with a text with this uh, podcast as well so people can see it written down. And uh, thank you once again for talking to me. You've been brilliant. Thank you.
1: Thank you, you Thank
0: you. Human Stories is a free podcast with no fees paid to contributors in the hope that they'll inspire or help others. Get in touch if you have a story to tell. If you or your organisation would like a professional podcast series to reach your own audience, or if you'd like training so you can do it yourself, I can help. Go to TonyLloydRadio.com
1: Human Stories with Tony Lloyd